Welcome to Silverbacks Valley, a podcast brought to you by Silverbacks Holdings. Today in the Valley with Ibrahim Sanya is an engineer of nation branding and tourism promotion. As the chief tourism officer of the Rwanda Development Board, our guest has been executing the vision of His Excellency President Paul Kagame to position Rwanda as a hub for key activities driving tourism to the land of a thousand hills. Since 2018, the country secured a key partnership, including the most recent signing of a deal with the Bayern Munich. To discuss how Rwanda is setting a blueprint in leveraging the power of sports, the Valley welcomes Michaela Rodriguez-Angonga. Welcome to Silverbacks Valley. I'm your host today, and my name is Ibrahim Sanya. This episode is powered by Afrobolers. Afrobolers is the largest digital platform curating stories of African athletes, creating value in sports industry on and off the courts. Afrobolers collaborate frequently with major sports league and with major sports personalities of African descent. It services an audience of over 100,000 of followers. We at Silverbacks Valley are big fans. Michaela, it's so good to be here with you in uh, Kigali, one of my favorite cities in the world. Thank you, thank you. It's very good to have you back in Kigali. Yes. Oh, the pleasure is mine. The pleasure is mine. I'm going to start taking you and allowing all of us to know a bit more about your origins. The uh, late Steve Jobs once said, you cannot connect to the dot looking forward. You can only connect them looking backward. You must trust into the process that things will connect in the future. Today you are the Chief Tourism Officer of Rwanda. How does that quote, where does it take you in terms of your role today and the dots in your past? Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a lot to say. Um, it takes me back uh, to Germany. Uh, I did my um, university in Germany um, between tw- 2006 and uh, 2013, uh, so bachelor masters. And uh, I studied uh, chemistry, so chemical engineering. Um, and uh, during my school time uh, there, I came across a book uh, one day came across a book that talked about uh, nation branding. Uh, And the topic was centered around Germany and how they rebranded themselves uh, after the Second World War, how they brought um, different working groups uh, from from poets to artists to engineers to politicians to rethink how Germany will position itself moving forward. Uh, and at that point, I, I read that book. I, I actually wrote that book in a, in a notebook because the concepts were, were fascin- fascinated me. And the question was, how can, I do, how can we do that for, for Rwanda, for African countries, so Rwanda or elsewhere? Uh, and the reflection kept growing, kept growing. Uh, so at the time, I was wondering, okay, I'm studying engineering, but um, how can I work in nation branding? You know, how can that... How can that exist? And uh, fast forward to 2014, uh, when I came back to Rwanda and I was working at the Rwanda Development Board. Actually, you you were working at the Rwanda Development Board at the time. 
Uh, we were colleagues. We were colleagues. Yes, we were colleagues. Um, I was uh, in the office of the CEO, managing different projects. Uh, and in the corridors, I, I was having those conversations with the colleagues, you know, um, not thinking that 10 years down the line, Visit Rwanda will be here and uh, nation branding will be a concept that is, you know, very natural and, and understood uh, uh, by many uh, in Rwanda. So um, I think I trace today, this moment that we are having today, I trace it back to, to that dot. To that dot uh, and then what it made me do in terms of learning. So I learned more about branding, about product development, um, and so on. And uh, I recall uh, before I left to the country in 2016, you also had started prior to this job doing something about positioning Rwanda's coffee. Yes. So uh, after working at the Rwanda Development Board for two years, uh, I, I moved because the National Agriculture Board uh, was developing um, uh, an international campaign Okay. to position run and coffee uh, internationally as a, as a coffee of quality. Okay. Uh, indeed, Rwanda produce uh, an Arabica, grade A, mm -hmm. which is some of the best in the world. Mm -hmm. But we needed an identity, we needed um, logo, taglines, uh, the whole 360 of product positioning. Uh, and I saw that as a first opportunity to position um, uh, a product that is authentically Rwandan that is of high quality to a global audience. Mm. Uh, and I took that opportunity and went, uh, went to work with uh, NAEB, so the National Agriculture Board, and Innovation Village, which was uh, the company that was uh, in charge of the rollout of that project. Amazing, amazing. Obviously, everybody's looking at Rwanda as the effective Wakanda of the continent. Every nation's uh, from non-African to continental African are uh, looking at you as a model. What do you think is the, the reason for all this uh, innovation? What is the, the impetus? What is the, the root driver? Tell us what your view is on it. I think it's, it's really about creating the right uh, environment. Um, for for everything to flourish. Uh, and in the case of Rwanda, um, it's, it stems from the leadership. Uh, the leadership of His Excellency Paul Kagame um, is very clear in terms of um, putting Rwanda on a path to development. Uh, we have policies that are conducive uh, and we follow through those policies. Uh, when it comes to tourism, travel, um, events. I mean, you're here in Kigali uh, on the sideline of the BAL, the Basketball Africa League. It was amazing, as uh, usual. We have uh, an open visa policy, so any citizen of the world can travel to Rwanda uh, and get its visa on arrival. It's actually free for citizens from the Francophonie, from Commonwealth, uh, and from African Union. Other, had other countries pay uh, a, a minimal fee uh, at the airport. And that, that encouraged people to come come to, come to Rwanda. Come. Now, once you're here, you have uh, ease of movement, uh, you have uh, security, the country is safe, it's clean, and all those elements contribute uh, to where we are today uh, as, as a country. Yeah. No, to see how the country has evolved over the last, you know, 
My first time here was interestingly enough in 2011. And that's like almost 20, 12 years ago, almost. And uh, it's a phenomenal to see how a lot of the strategies we used to work with uh, with uh, your government, whether it was Minister of Finance, RDB, or the various investment vehicles, whether it's Crystal Ventures or Agachiro later. And it was all about building a hub. And back then it was a concept academic concept that today, whether you look at uh, the tourism vertical, if you look at the financial service vertical, the technology vertical, and the sport vertical, all those have gone from PowerPoints to reality. Very tangible. Tangible. So it's really phenomenal. And I want and us fun. And, and, and fun, fun for I mean, sure. And the BEL now is the... You know, absolutely, it's absolutely. The Af it's the African rendezvous. Everyone wants to be in Kigali in May. Uh, and, and I hope you had fun this week. Absolutely. Lots of fun. It's, it's amazing how it's a boundless, boundless level of uh, entertainment, really, when you think about it, which is really phenomenal to see how the country has uh, bounced uh, to this level. Because I remember like 15 years back, entertainment could be a scarcity. And now we're seeing how the government in multi-layer has done it. And uh, I want to dive down into the sport segment because that's really one territory where I would argue that in the continent, you the single player and maybe across many continents, if you look at, I do not know of a country that you find systematically in a UK top league player saying visit my country premier league and then in france we go to paris saint germain visit my country rwanda and then now every single jersey of the basketball africa league of the nba is going to be carrying visit rwanda every year this is phenomenal so, i mean that's like shows foresight systematic uh, approach Tell us a bit more about uh, the strategy and what provides so much uh, uh, foresight into the future. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so the call to action is everywhere. <laughs> and we want people to come and visit Rwanda. Uh, the choice of sports uh, is first and foremost because sports um, bring people together. Uh, sports is synonym of, uh, of joy, of discipline, um, and uh, it has a unifier effect, really, and that's why we 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 took that approach uh, and used uh, sports, um, PSG, Arsenal, BAL as the platform through which we reach the hearts and the minds of millions of people uh, across the world. And that approach uh, seems to be vastly profitable because we can see how during BAL it was hard to find rooms across hotels. And uh, and the, all the places are packed, but also economically, I'm sure it translates to lots of uh, benefit. I remember your uh, CEO of RDB, Claire, speaking to, I think it was Financial Times or BBC when they asked, uh, by uh, Western standard, Rwanda is considered to not be rich. How come you are taking if I recall at the time, maybe 30 million, whatever the cost was for three years 
and you're putting it into a sport jersey. And I recall her response uh, being that if you compare that number that is over three years to the revenue, the whole revenue we get in tourism, then you would understand why we're doing this. And I was assumed that the revenue on tourism has grown. Where are we today? And how does that compare to some of these uh, investments you were making? Yes, it has grown. Uh, just last year, we've reached uh, more than $400 million in terms of revenue for That's 2022. Uh, and our recovery rate uh, compared to 2019, which is before COVID, is at 90%. Wow. So with uh, 1.1 million visitors. Um, by UN WTO standards, um, most countries in the world are at 60% recovery rate. Mm. And we are above, um, mostly because of, um, you know, the communication that, that we've put in place to bring people back together. But also other measures, uh, also in the health sector, you know, Rwanda has, has managed uh, the pandemic in a very um, structured way. And uh, it was easy to reopen the country once once the pandemic was was over amazing the other thing that is that has always impressed me is how all of us in your country you have uh, when you're lucky you can have a safari you can have some animals that bring some tourism in your case one of all these animals alone the silverback the gorilla which has inspired yeah. the name of our company comments so much where does how much dollars are we getting around the the gorilla alone for for the gorilla to visit the gorilla today you you uh, it costs one thousand five hundred dollars okay. uh and uh, the reason why it we we put the price uh at that level is because we reinvest um the profits yes, into the community uh so ten percent of the tourism revenues uh, which are really the revenues of the park are brought back to community for yeah. to build hospitals, schools. Mm. Um, another percentage goes to management of human, human and wildlife conflict. Wow. Because as you know, uh, and that's not for the gorilla uh, park essentially, but other parks, you have buffaloes who can, you know, destroy a field or some challenges and we compensate the local population. Uh, and another percentage goes to the um, universal health insurance, wow. Michel de Santé in, wow. in French. And so it's very important that the revenues are brought back into the community. Um, but also, uh, Rwanda has done tremendous efforts in conservation. Uh, uh, 20 years ago, the, these were, the silverback were almost extinct. Yes. Today, you have more than 400 individuals and we need to expand the park because we no longer have enough space. For them, wow. you know, Amazing. we went from less than 30 to more than 400 uh, individuals, thanks to the to the to the day to day effort of the government of Rwanda, um, from protecting uh, the silverback to to uh, educating for, uh, poachers who are now uh, trackers, who are now uh, guides, you know, wow. who are now part of the ecosystem. Wow! Uh, wow! And wow! That, that's that's the the story behind. I think those are the stories that. That needs to be told and that's beautiful that's beautiful when you actually get nature to help the country that's like a rare 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 story that you will not find anyways it's amazing to to watch now obviously many countries are trying to emulate emulate this neighbor countries countries all the way in west africa 
what advice uh, are you giving uh, to other governments in terms of uh, tips you can uh, you can drop, and obviously without uh, divulging too much uh, secret. The second part of the question is, what's next for Rwanda in terms of strategy with regards to tourism? Well, your question, the first question uh, is not an easy one, but what I can say is that our continent is rich. Uh, every country has its own unique selling points. I mean, you come from Senegal. Um, I grew up in Ivory Coast uh, as a kid and... Uh, our Africa is beautiful, it's, it's vibrant, and every country has its own unique selling point. Uh, what we need to do uh, as Africans is to put in place the right um, structures, the right policies to, you know, to harness our potential. You know? um, and in our case, um, back to the topic we are covering when it comes to tourism and sports, uh, Rwanda wants to be a, a leading sports destination mm. a global sports destination mm. and uh we we took inspiration from senegal you build an arena uh in jamnajo yeah we asked senegal for advice and we built the same uh a bit better <laughs> <laughs> clearly because it's, you, it's a powerful copy the, case the space is better than the copy yes and we did it in six months because it was already done um, and so those are those are also examples of you know mm, pa partnership um, collaboration, partnership, Pan African collaboration. Mm. Um, next year we will finish the Amahoro Stadium, mm. which is a forty-five thousand seats, uh, the largest in East Africa. Wow! Um, Rwanda will welcome the World Cycling uh, World Cycling Championship in twenty twenty-five. Wow! Um, so key events from you know all the way to twenty twenty-five and beyond. And just for this for this year, we concluded the BEL, but we'll have Giants of Africa with Masai Ujiri in August. Um, yes, um, and you also just yeah, had yeah. a FIFA. Yes, we had the re-election of the of uh, Mr. Infantino. There was also was an event where here. the legends were playing with the president of the country. Indeed, legends in Rwanda. Uh, so former. And I understand there's another yeah. event coming next year. There is an, another event coming mid next year. Where Tell us about it. Yes, so. It's um, basically it's a legend in Rwanda. Uh, it's an initiative that will bring um, global legends, global football legends, uh, to play in Rwanda um, over a couple of days uh, around football. So it's a celebration of football, but really with the biggest name. Uh. In sport, clearly it's, you guys have been phenomenal, but I've observed as well that it's fundamentally the sport and entertainment that you guys have just slowly, carefully captured, which is care, core to our strategy. Because, but I've heard that you guys, in as I leave, you guys are about to prepare for uh, Trace Award. Yes. So well, tell us about award. the whole Trace Award and all other events. I understand that your your stadium hosted like over hundred event uh, in the span of the last eighteen months. Yes, like, the, the convention center, the, convention the Kigali center. Convention Center, yes. uh, is, is booked uh, until the end of the year, wow. and um, almost fully booked next year. Wow! Uh, and and behind that is a strategy, which is our MICE, so Meeting Incentive Conference and Events mm -hmm. strategy, 
which aim at positioning Rwanda as um, a destination for events. And today we are the we come second in Africa in terms of um, wow. numbers of events. Um, wow! Congratulations and, and conference. The, we're also gonna um, uh, welcome the World um, Travel and Tourism Council in November. Oh, which happened in the Middle East last year. Yes, it's happening in Riyadh. In Riyadh, okay. Mm -hmm. yes. Wow, and it, will it be the first time it's happening in the African yes, continent? The first time it's happening in Africa. Wow. Yes. You guys so it's like not being about, the first of, uh, of everything. It's hosted in Kigali, but then again, it's it's for Africa. Michaela, going back to Michaela, now you know you've already gone through this journey and you've uh, accomplished a lot, uh, a lot uh, you can be proud about. If you had to state a few words to your 19-year-old ver version, what would you tell young Michaela? Um, interesting question. <laughs> My 19-year-old, I would tell her to trust the, to trust the path. Uh, the path will unfold the path unfold as you progress. So trust that the dot will connect. You know, it's really what we were saying at the beginning. Um, when I when I came across that book, you know, on nation branding, I could not imagine that 10 years down the line, I'll be working in tourism in Rwanda. Um, You're the chief authority of the sector. <laughs> so it, the path unfold as you no, progress. No. And I think it's valid for everyone. It's for each and every one of us. Uh, we have to trust that uh, the Dutch will connect and they do connect. Beautiful, beautiful. So there is a, another quote which states that the singer has to sing, the painter has to paint, the poet has to write. What is it that Mikael has to do in order to be? Um, write. To write? I'm a writer. You're a writer. Okay. I'm a poet. Wow. And a, and a writer. Uh, and I think I need to do that more. Yes, I remember you need, you used to be at the, in the slam. Yes, I used to do a lot of st um, spoken word, spoken word. slam poetry, being on stage, uh, you know, and uh, I need to go back. Yes. Well, maybe you're already doing it. All this work with tourism is a lot of poetry. It's a lot of spoken word. It's yes. a lot of storytelling. It's storytelling. Really at the heart of the work we do is it's storytelling. Um, it's telling the world who we are, uh, but it's also ensuring that um, the promise we make uh, match the experience. So, you know, we guarantee an experience uh, to visitors who come to see us in Rwanda. And our work is also to make sure that the experience is unforgettable. Wow. As we separate, it was uh, really uh, amazing having you today. I would like uh, you to recommend a book, a movie, a podcast that uh, you invite the audience to, 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 to explore. And because you've had a great uh, experience or have a good memory of it. Yes. So there's two books. Uh, the first is A Thousand Hills. A Thousand it's, Hills, okay. It's, the, it's by Stephen Kinzer. Okay. Uh, it's the biography of uh, His Excellency, okay. Paul Kagame. Um, great book. Okay. Uh, which tells you a lot about the history of Rwanda. Um, okay. And uh, explaining uh, what happened in the past and how we are here today. Amazing. And the second book is The Prophet uh, by Khalil Gibran. Gibran, all um, right. A Lebanese poet 
which oh, I love. Book. I love dearly. Uh, yeah. His poems on life, on children, on marriage, on relationship amazing are just amazing. Book. Amazing. amazing book. And I've offered that book. I don't know how many copies of the book I've bought. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's, it's, it's also favorite. So I've read the second, so I'm going to read the, read the first one. Yes, beautiful. In, in fact, mm. uh, one that may not be to this Miller is one I read while I l moved here called Rwanda Inc. Oh, yes, Rwanda yeah, Inc. Rwanda Inc. is, is great, also an amazing great book one. About yeah, I Rwanda. forget the name of mm. the author. We'll put all three books yes. on the show notes. Okay, and, that's uh, good. And we'll Thanks. invite the audience to really make sure they come and visit Rwanda. Yes, visit Rwanda. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Great having you today. Thank you, Ibrahim. <laughs> it was amazing. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to this episode of Silverbacks Valley. For more episodes around founders building dominant platforms from Africa to the rest of the world, you can follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anjami, and Audiomac. Tune in.